Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. So as part of the the Outcomes Conference, uh, the leadership at the Christian Leadership Alliance has said, Tammy Heim, she said, Jim and Martha, come out here and capture some of the great stories of people who are attending, people who are speaking, people who are leading conversations. And so today we have the privilege of talking with Dr. Teresa Moon. She's got a doctorate in strategic leadership. We've already told her ahead of time she's not allowed to use five-syllable words because the hosts of the show won't understand what those (laughs) words are. But she's got to focus on building multi-generational teams, which is really important because we've got multi-generational teams both inside the Four Walls Church, outside the Four Walls Church, in organizations everywhere. But also, she's got to focus on refreshing organizational culture. And man, are there some cultures out there that could use some refreshing. In fact, I was at a local gas... Okay, I won't go where I was. Okay. But she also writes a blog, and I, I, to be honest with you, Dr. Moon, I wasn't sure. I, I didn't pay attention to what the website was, so we're going to have to get that from you in a second. But we would love, we're going to have a conversation today about developing the next generation of communicators who are equipped to defend their faith and live it out vibrantly in their workplace. Dr. Teresa Moon, welcome to I Work For Him. Hi, thank you for having me. So your website, I want to make sure we're plugging your website throughout the show. What, what's your main website you want to drive people to? ICCINC.org. ICCINC.org. Is it, did I get that right? You got it. ICCINC.org. Yes. Let's just talk about some. Take a kid, for, one kid, for example, that you've, that somebody, that they said, please invest in me so that I can invest, I can make an impact on my community. Talk to us about, just give us one case study. You don't give us a name, but just give us a case study. Somebody that you've been working with that now is making an impact where they go. Sure. So one of my very first interns, so this is 22 years for us, but someone that comes to mind right away when you talk about this is one of my very first interns who was incredibly shy. She was a teenager. Uh, most most students come to us in school age, mm-hmm. the school age years. Her, uh, her parents brought her to me and she was so not interested, right? And uh, we didn't have all the cool kids to kind of draw her that we do today either. So we have a lot of cool teenagers today that make it fun for kids. You, you know, got a couple of them in the studio audience today. We Woo-hoo! sure do. Some very cool kids. So, uh, but her name is Janae. She was very, 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 very shy. We worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. And uh, it came to the place where Janae became quite uh, a poised young platform communicator with a real empathy for people. Uh, When she was a junior in high school, Janae interned with me, like these gals are, and we were teaching a group of uh, Christian school teachers. So we were helping them to think about how can you integrate communication education into your curriculum so that young people don't just gain the ideas, but they know how to talk about what they've learned. So in the course of her uh, communicating, it was a large room. I want to say there were 125 teachers in the room, and this is one little junior in high school girl, right? She's standing at her lectern, and she uses an example, and in the use of the metaphor, she says the, the frozen dessert sherbet, only she pronounces it sherbert. And a communications coach, adult teacher, stands up in the middle of the audience and says, you should not say that. You need to pronounce your words correctly if you're going to be a good communicator. 
my little high school sweet Janae, who had been so shy and run away from people in the past, stood there at the lectern, let the woman have her rant, and it was a rant. I mean, she went on, I know, it's spelled S-H-E-R-B-E-T. I've had arguments with my husband in the frozen food section about this, and I thought, yeah, I bet you have. I mean, I wanted her to leave. Mm -hmm. And my little Janae picked up her pen, wrote a note, put it down, stood and looked at the audience and said, I want to thank you for correcting me. Because when we are communicating for Christ, it matters how we communicate. And she went on with her talk. And I have never forgotten that moment because I thought that is the kind of transformation we're looking for. She didn't go from shy to in your face. And there's a place for that. There's absolutely a place for that, to your point, Jim. But she went from shy to winsome. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, those teachers, they were lined up to find out more about her training, about uh, what what she was going to do with her life. She's now a pastor's wife. They've adopted children from other countries. She's doing wonderful, wonderful work. But this was part of the foundation of her being able to communicate her faith um, with people in places and with people who uh, would oppose her. How many so women nice. do you know practice rest and renewal? Yeah, it's that someday instead of now, you know, in that conversation, it really needs to be now. We do. We say someday and it does need to be now because that's what Jesus said. Come to me, all you who are weary, Mm -hmm. and I will give you rest. And, And he meant real rest in real time. He didn't mean someday somewhere. He meant now. And, and the only restorer of the soul is Jesus. So we need that, we need to be reminded of that, and we need some very practical ways to execute it in today's life. So what are some of those practical ways? Yes, yeah, so we're going to share those on Thursday. But our but listeners aren't going to get a chance to be there. That's so why don't right. you just give a, just a Cliff Notes version? A few hints. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so I'll just give you one real practical way, Jim, and that is uh, breathing. And this is, uh, it sounds like such an ordinary thing. But when my son was 16 years old, I was hearing something in his voice. He's a big boy. And I was hearing something I couldn't put my finger on. And I coached a lot of kids already. And so I hired a voice coach who came. His name's Dr. Ralph Hillman. He has the breathe system. And what I learned out of that experience has been uh, phenomenal and and life-changing for lots of people. Simply deep breathing for as little as three minutes can change our ability to function, uh, to cognitively function at peak performance for up to five or six hours, to make better decisions, to have more clarity, to, uh, to handle stressful situations around us differently. But we also have watched breathing curb uh, violent behavior, incre- improve grades for students, um, heal anxiety, get people off medications and for depression. Breathing has made a huge difference, but it takes stopping mm-hmm. and focusing on your breathing for even a few minutes. So that's one very practical, very small tip, and we'll have more on the blog. Now, winsomeness, you talked to Dr. Teresa Moon that, that winsomeness is something that you have seen God develop in the students that you work with. And that's a powerful tool, something I guess I need to work on between now and the end of my life. But you do so much more with students be- mm-hmm. be- beyond developing winsomeness. Yeah, so why don't you share with us what the mission of your organization is so people can get a better uh, grasp of what that is. Yes. So we like to say we help ordinary students become extraordinary leaders. And we believe God's 
place the extraordinary there. So we're not the ones that make it extraordinary, but we definitely know how to design experiences that lead you on a path toward becoming an extraordinary influencer for Christ. Mm. And you know, we've heard, we've, I think we've all seen a movie at one point or another in our life um, where somebody they had it within them, but they were they were shy. They hadn't developed skills. They didn't even know that they had a passion for something. So you're helping them to pull that out so that they can become the excellent leader that, that God designed them to be. We are. So how do people engage with you? I mean, what it, you have, you said that on an annual basis, you're helping 10 to 15,000 students get on stages. Like how, what is, I mean, what does that really look like? Are they all coming to you and in a meeting room or what, how is it happening? Right, sure. So our, uh, our students, our school age students are on 10 to 15,000 platforms. Mm -hmm. So uh, some of them are on many, many, many uh, in the community, in their communities today. And so the way that looks is uh, we've got really three ways that people access the empowerment experiences that ICC offers. One is curriculum. They can simply purchase curriculum and walk their own children or groups of children. We recommend groups through public speaking. We begin with public speaking. We find it's sort of the boot camp. It's sort of the equalizer. Uh, Every kid either has a gift of gab or they're very shy, and both of those are very self-focused. So we begin at that point. We Mm -hmm. begin working there. You have a message. God gave us communication. It's a gift. We need to use it for his glory. From there, we have opportunities for students to be involved in our local communities that we call chapters of the organization, and we have chapters in several countries right now, most, most of them in the United States, since that's where we started. And students get into the local community, and that's where they learn about a mentoring culture. That's where they're mentored toward leadership. They're mentored even at very young ages to recognize. We have uh, local leadership roles for 13 and 14-year-olds because they've got six and eight-year-olds following them. Mm -hmm. Sure. So they begin to recognize leadership and followership, and that the first step in becoming a good leader is being a good follower. And then we have uh, live events. So we have the immersive training programs that happen in live events, and we've conducted those in several countries as well now. Another young man that comes to mind is named Josh. Josh uh, came from Colorado. He came to me when he was 14. And Josh was that kid who was uh, very well educated, very smart, uh, got great grades, high test scores, and was always right. And Josh's parents said, we think you need a little more. We think you need a little refining here. So he was already well-spoken. He needed some of that winsomeness. Fast forward, Josh called me from college, his sophomore year in college, uh, before before I had finished the doctorate. He he called and he said, um, he was in school, I was in school. He says, Mrs. Moon, uh, I'm going to be speaking at the United Nations next week, and I just wanted your counsel. Now, high schoolers participate in a model United Nations. This is the United Nations. Wow. So uh, we talked a little bit about it, but um, during that event and post that event, as Josh and I talked about that, he said, you know, I had to learn that I can't just show up and say what I think. And at the United Nations, they don't care if you show up and say the Bible says. So what I had to do is I had to speak their language. I had to talk about biblical truths in a way that they could hear it. We're talking very much about what Paul set the example for, right, in his writings. And so um, Josh went on to graduate top of his class at Harvard 
law school. He's a practicing attorney now in Colorado. Wonderful, wonderful young man. But um, those stories are uh, are so good to remember because there there now are so many of them. Mm-hmm. We now have young people who learned what it's like to be in, in real time, communicate real issues with real people in community, in relationships, in ways that it matters. So when they went on to just the next conversation for, for Josh, it really was just the next conversation. For Bill, it really was just the next post. As students move through our curriculum, we have a combination of theory and practice. So you study it and you do it. You study it and you do it. You do it and you study it. You're mentored all along the way. So uh, when we put them in these leadership roles, they practice what it's like to lead. And those spheres of influence just continue to grow. So as they're in high school, we have students on area student leadership teams, which means there are several states or a region uh, that they're working with mm-hmm. other student leaders with. And then we have students on global student leader teams. And on the global student leader teams, they are collaborating in real time about real organizational issues. So think about a board or an advisory council to an organization, a large organization. So they serve on these, but they don't just advise. They produce uh, events. They refine curriculum. They uh, they generate uh, vision you know, project forecaster they forecast vision projects they um they produce media in real time collaboratively across the globe and one of the things that's so beautiful about that is when i look at how these teams collaborate to create something meaningful i watch them build consensus i watch them problem solve and i watch them do it across cultural boundaries they're not afraid of people who claim to love Jesus and do it differently. Mm. So, what a great, valuable yeah, lesson absolutely. to learn, especially at a young age. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's so much I'd love to be able to talk to you about, but we're running out of time. You, all of this, you're, you're teaching kids how to be impactful. I mean, young kids, these kids are now adults and, and, and functioning in part of the society, but you're teaching them to be really, I love the being tactical with their words and to be winsome, as you've used that term many times. All of this is driven by your faith, though. I mean, all, I mean, this is this is really an organization that's driven by your faith in Christ, and you're investing in these kids. Are all the kids you work with are they all Jesus followers? That's a great question. Uh, I would have to say no, um, not because I know everyone's personal faith. That's a growing organization. Mm-hmm. I don't know every every child now, but I do know that um, when you touch this many people, there are a number who come and they just don't really know what they believe. So what I do know is they know what it's like to be in real Christian community. They know what it's like to be around people who really care about them. You know, Fuller Youth Seminary did some research and told us it takes five invested adults for a young person to walk out their faith when they leave home. Hmm. And our young people routinely tell us they had five or ten invested adults in their lives. That is so countercultural and so uncommon and such an incredibly transformational work to get to be part of. Oh, that's great. And that I love because you're not just invest you're investing in future Christians. You're investing in you're they're getting exposed to what is it like to hang out with Jesus followers. Many of these kids don't get exposed yes. to church even. So that's right. fantastic. Dr. Teresa Moon, we're out of time, but thank you for sharing your story today.
Thanks for having me. Check her out online, iccinc.org. That's the Institute for Cultural Communicators, iccinc.org. And of course, all of this made possible because of the Christian Leadership Alliance. Check them out online, christianleadershipalliance.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for Him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at IWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at IWorkForHim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at I Work For Him and online, IWorkForHim.com.